Hi there, everybody. Welcome to You're Doing Fine, Oklahoma, where we explore mysteries, hauntings, and family secrets from the great state of Oklahoma and beyond. I'm Shy. And I'm Shanna. We're wannabe mystery solvers and cousins that love to hash out our favorite whodunits during family time. Our husbands are afraid of us, as As they they should be. be. Okay, let's try this again. Hello? See what the sound sounds like. Does it sound okay? Do you have bigger peaks? I've had bigger peaks shy since I was 15. Well, I mean, but you don't have to brag about it right now. It's neither okay? here nor there. Jeez. Some peaks are more grandiose than others. It's fine. Shy, it's fine. My peaks are better than yours. It's fine. <laughs> it's totally fine. <laughs> Just God drink bless. your boob lane. I couldn't even get brains and boobs. You got that. <laughs> I hate when that happens. God damn it. I've been spending all my life with such a surplus, and my self confidence is like so up there uh-huh. because of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's that like? Tell me. <laughs> if you find out, let me know. <laughs> If you find out, let me know. <laughs> okay, we're so fine. we're coming fresh off the Thanksgiving holiday. Oh, so fresh off of it. Fun. Still have that turkey hangover, tad bit. Yeah, I it, feel all the tryptophan comas. Could not be because we ended up with a twenty-five pound turkey uh, for seven people. We wound up with enough food to feed twenty-five people, and we had seven. And there were seven of us. Uh, we made the most of it um, <laughs> for seven meals following Thanksgiving. <laughs> made the most of it. Yeah, lots of so many leftovers. Hot Sammies, hot open face Sammies <sighs> with all the gravy and mm, so many good. leftovers. So good. So many leftovers. So thankful <laughs> for our Thanksgiving meal. <laughs> so thankful yep okay okay so we're back to the podcast we took uh one week off right we did yes so we could go um, participate in the route 66 marathon weekend both of us did you participated hard in the route 66 marathon weekend Mm -hmm. i just dabbed my toe in i mean i may have thrown my body into shock uh (laughs) tad bit but it's fine that's what the pedialyte was for Mm mm-hmm Right? Gotta love that Pedialyte, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still kicking. So. Barely. <laughs> Barely. Just, it's fine. Everything's fine. So now we're going to kick off the holiday season with a, with a murder. With a murder or two. A murder. A murder. As my nine-year-old says. <laughs> Mom, let's talk about Murder. Yes. Okay. All right, kid. Let's do it. Okay. So we're going to take a turn to Sad Town. Oh, Lord. And I, you know the story. I know you know the story because it happened near where we grew up. Yes. In Northwest Oklahoma. This story has so much Casey Anthony vibes. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That it should have been on national television. Yeah. 
it should have been known across the United States. Right. But it's not. No. So we're going to continue our track record of random, obscure crimes. Okay. And we are going to talk about the disappearance and suspected murder of little Logan Tucker. Oh, okay. Okay. So strap in. Okay. I'm ready. I've got my fluffy pillows. So also, uh-huh. we just want to put like a, I don't know, trigger warning, caveat. I don't know even yeah. what you would call it. Yep. It is about the assumed murder of a child. Like. Young child. Bebe. A baby. So use your best judgment on if you want to proceed or not. True. We are not going to go into, mm-hmm. like, gory details or anything like that. But yeah, use your best judgment. Right. Especially if you're listening to it in front of kids, which I hope you're not because we cuss like sailors. There, there are also some people that are very sensitive to child oh, yeah. murders. Child too. abuse. Mm-hmm. All, anything all that, that deals with children is – some people, it's really hard for them to listen. And I get yes. it. So, yeah. Just yeah. If it's going to hurt your soul – and not make you want to put up your Christmas tree or <laughs> maybe, whatever. Maybe take a step back. Yeah. Take a take a little break. Catch us next week. Yep. Whatever. It's fine. Um, so it's relatively this case is relatively well known where we come from in northwest Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I would say not very many people know about it. No. I think it was uh, probably covered here in Oklahoma City yeah. um, a couple of times during the search for him, but very quickly fizzled out when leads were, like... Non-existent. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. for sure. So, um, pretty obscure still, but there is a really, really great podcast about it. Um, oh, really? That the Oklahoman did. A reporter from the Oklahoman did. Nice. Called Looking for Logan Tucker. Oh, gosh. And it's a really good listen. Like, they do interviews with a bunch of the people involved and stuff like that. So, it's a really good. Oh, nice. Did they interview any of the investigators there? They did. Okay. The main investigator died. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So, which he kind of, I mean bless him it's really sounds like the investigators really did a good job on this so okay that's good um but he wound up passing away so they couldn't interview him directly but they interviewed his widow and stuff like that and she had case files oh wow okay yeah yeah so it was really it's an interesting listen for sure okay so we're going to teleport ourselves back to the summer of 2002 okay okay Mm -hmm. so this is literally the summer that I graduated high school. I remember that summer. Yeah. You were I was pregnant. Very pregnant when Super you graduated pregnant. high school. I was <laughs> pregnant. There is an age difference here, people. Yeah. Yeah. She was not graduating pregnant with me from high school. <laughs> no I, shade. Almost, I almost no shade. spit out my LaCroix. It almost came out the nose. Because no, I'm way I'm much older than Shan. So <laughs> <laughs> no shade to those that graduated while pregnant, though. No, none at none all. Whatsoever. Nope. We don't. No. <laughs> so we're going back to 2002, summer of my high school graduation. And it happened 
The disappearance of this little boy happened about 30 minutes from our hometown. Yes. Okay. In northwest Oklahoma. So it happened in the city of Woodward, which was the big town. You guys. (laughs) When we say Woodward was the big town, you literally have to know where we came from. If you know at all where Woodward is, then. That was where everyone wanted to go to party. Yeah. And where you went for like walmart oh yeah all of your monthly grocery shopping if you had to go to walmart Mm -hmm. yeah you had to go there Mm -hmm. or uh what was it um oh it was it's stage now but what was the what was it tg and nope that's not right tg and y may have been a tg and y back in the day there was one there but no it was um i'll think of it remember what it was it was right next anyways yeah that's where you went for all of your clothing needs yep Yep. Or your cowboy boots and your Rockies and your Wranglers and your mm-hmm. – where did all of our cowboy, cowgirl friends? All of them. Normal, as they called them. <laughs> we were – that was normal for us. We okay. were not normal. No. Um, <laughs> so Woodward is the big town. Yes. It, we grew up in a town of like 1,500, maybe 1,000. Yeah. Give or take. It's probably 1,000 now. Yeah. And Woodward is a town of, like, 15,000, give or take. Mm -hmm. So, um, in the summer of 2002, Logan lived with his mom and his brother and mom's roommate in Woodward. Okay? Okay. So, um, it's sort of... Let me back up. So, Logan's mom's name is Catherine. Okay. At the time, she had been married a multitude of times. Like, five, six, maybe more. She loved love. Got it. Mm-hmm. She, that was probably it. Uh-huh. That's what I'm going with. That's totally it. Um, Logan was six years old. Okay. His brother, Justin, was four years old. Okay. Okay. And Catherine sort of moved from one relationship to the next. Okay? Okay. We all know that person. They love love. They need that sort of... Rush. Relationship to, like... Very, maybe a codependent type yeah. of personality to like validate their existence mm-hmm. in some sort of way mm-hmm. okay yes so it seems like she sort of moved from one relationship to the next and also relied on these relationships to have a place for her and her kids to live oh okay okay yep um so at the time of the disappearance she was going by Catherine rutan okay okay um, I don't know that the kids were ever really enrolled in school or had much interaction with people outside of her, um, social group, I would say. Wow. Okay. But mostly the people that she was in a relationship with at the time. Like, for mm-hmm. instance, her roommate at the time was a friend and coworker of a guy that she was dating. Okay. Casually. He was a guard at the Fort Supply Prison. Okay. Okay. Yep. <laughs> and um, 
she was, like, really pressuring him to, like, her and her kids move in with him. And he saw the big red flag of crazy over her head and Mm -hmm. was like, nah. But my friend, uh, who is a female prison guard at Fort Supply Prison, um, has a house and she's looking for a roommate. Nice. So he, like, shoves this woman and her two kids off on this unsuspecting co-worker. Oh, Lord. And... (sighs) This poor roommate gets tied up in all this nonsense. But um, anyway, they were living with this woman, female roommate in Woodward at the time. Okay. Um, so we'll just kick right off with the disappearance. Okay. Yeah. So the story goes that sometime on or around June 23rd, 2002, this is Catherine's story. She gave Logan over to her brother. To take camping. He was supposed to be back by July 13th or 14th. Okay. Okay, wait. What was the start date again? June what? July 23rd. Sorry. June 23rd. June 23rd. (laughs) Did I say July 23rd and then try to go backwards? No, you said June. You said June the first time and I was like, and he was supposed to be back by the 13th. That's like two weeks. It's like three entire weeks. Okay, three weeks. Yeah. Uh, A six-year-old. No. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So he's supposed to be back by like July 13th or 14th. And during this time that he's quote unquote on vacation with his uncle, Catherine was partying her ass off and even participated in a biker rally strip show contest thing. Where was that? Um... I read that it was in Arnett, but then I'm having a really hard time imagining this in Arnett. So I don't, no. I was like, mm, I'm just gonna, mm, mm. but, sh- but the guy that she was dating that was a Fort Supply prison guard uh-huh. was really big into Harleys and bikes. And, oh, so I mean, like she was walking around in assless chaps and shit like that, living her quote unquote best life. Right. Okay. Okay. Got it. So I'm telling you, dude. Casey Anthony vibes all over the fucking yes. place. Yep. So, sorry, I just <laughs> snooted my nose right in the microphone. Allergies are really bad in Oklahoma, right? Allergies are real. It's a real thing. <laughs> the grass is dying. My dogs are bringing it in the house. My soul is dying. It's fine. It's fine. Welcome, seasonal depression. Yes, welcome. <laughs> Hello, darkness, my old friend. No, I'm just um, anyway, so assless, assless chaps, biker rally, strip show, all this nonsense. Okay, she's doing all of this stuff. All the things. And during this time, she's sort of telling different people different things about where her kid is. Okay? Okay. No one ever says where Justin is during this time, but he had a relationship with his dad. So I assume it would be, like, visitation weekends Uh, for his dad or whatever. Or spend the summer with his dad. I was getting ready to ask that. Like, where was the four-year-old? Okay. Yeah. Nobody really knows, which is a whole other, like, mindfuck in this whole thing. But he's he's alive and well. Uh, Yes. We know he's alive and well. So Um, she's telling people different things. So she's telling some people that Logan is camping with her brother. 
She's telling some people that DHS has taken Logan and he won't be back for a while. Which I'm like, um, why? Why did okay? If someone would have said that to me, <laughs> I would have been like, why? I'd have been like, why the fuck are you out here drinking beer and uh-huh. assless chaps when your sh- kid is with DHS? Right. You shit show. Yeah. You know? Uh-huh. But maybe that's me being really judgmental, but I'm just saying. If you get your uh, kid, yeah, whatever. Uh, okay. So that's one of the things that she tells people. Then she's telling other people Logan is with his dad. The dad had never seen Logan Except for, like, moments after his birth, and then he skedaddled to, like, the eastern seaboard. So <laughs> this guy isn't having anything to do with his dad, because he's a fucking winner. Right. Um, then she's also telling people that, like, Logan was checked into a psychiatric hospital for kids, et cetera, et cetera. So Good she's God, like, how many stories did she make up? Yeah, she's spinning all this bullshit. Okay. So on the 7th of July... Logan's grandparents, which are um, Catherine's either birth parents or adopted parents. It's a dungle fuck. (laughs) It's a web. Um, On the 7th of July, grandparents report Logan missing after getting a bunch of excuses from her over a two-week period as to why they can't talk on the phone to Logan. Would it have taken you uh, two weeks? No. No. It would have taken me, like, okay, nope, I'm calling yeah. someone. If I can't. That's what I'm either saying. you put him on the phone That's or what I'm, I'm calling DHS. That's what I'm saying. There's so much parallel to the whole Casey Anthony Good thing. God. Like, why did those parents wait so long and accept so many of her bullshit excuses? Yes. You know what I mean? And yeah. those people lived with that baby. These people were in Florida at the time. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. So... They report him missing to, I think, Woodward County Sheriff's Department. Right. So Woodward County Sheriff, of course, starts an investigation because they have a missing six-year-old. Right. All right. So that's when Catherine gives the sheriff's office the story about her brother taking Logan to go camping and said they would be back in another week or so. I don't know what her fucking game plan was, like, in a week or so. Whatever. I think she's one of those people that thought, I'm so smart, they'll just go away. Yeah. Or whatever. I don't really know. But um, anyway, like I said before, the Woodward County Sheriff, like, handled their shit on this. And actually did a really good job. Um, So they verified the whereabouts of her brother. From the time of, like, June 23rd to July 7th when the report was made. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he was a salesman on the East Coast. Like, the brother and his wife owned a company out there. Okay. And it was really fucking easy to verify his whereabouts. Oh. Uh-huh. Because he was on the East Coast the whole time. Right. Okay. Nowhere near Oklahoma. Not or Northwest Oklahoma. Anywhere near Woodward. At oh. all. Oh, fuck. So... She then starts spinning this story that it was the brother that came to pick Logan up, but there was another guy with him. So it must have been that guy that took Mm. the kid. Mm -hmm. Right? And so uh, Woodward County Sheriff's deputies were like, "Mm -hmm. (laughs) mm-hmm. 
to- totally. Yeah, that's, we we believe everything you're saying. Yeah, you that sounds real. Jack, sure. <laughs> that sounds real. Jackass. Okay. So then, at that point, they get Logan's little brother Justin, who's four at the time. Four, just tinies, yeah. tiny babies, like the teeniest, and little toe-headed blonde babies. Oh, so cute. Um, he's in the care of DHS while this is ongoing. Okay, good. Okay? Which makes sense. Oh, yeah. So he's in the care of DHS. Catherine has minimal visits with him. Mm-hmm. And this is when Justin feels safe and secure enough to tell the investigators the story of what happened to Logan. Okay. Okay. At four. At four years old. Okay. 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 So Justin tells the investigator, his, his name was um, Monty Clem. He was the lead investigator for Woodward County. Yeah, I'm that pretty, name sounds familiar, uh, right? I'm pretty sure my family knows yeah. him. Yes. Yeah. So okay. they were from that area. Like, he grew up in Sharon Mutual. and Okay. Yeah. 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 So um, he tells the investigator that both Logan and Justin were loaded into the car during the night. Logan was hunched over and had tape over his mouth and eyes. Oh, and he didn't look right. Then Catherine drove them out to the middle of nowhere. He didn't know where it was. She had like plastic tarps, like plastic sheeting, and a shovel in the car. Justin asked what they were for, and she replied to bury Logan. For the love of God. Yeah. So, this kid was fucking terrified, of course. Right. Um. Anyway, and he said they got to a spot. Catherine got out of the car with Logan. Justin stayed in the car, and only Catherine came back. Okay? hmm So, for the longest time, people have assumed that he is buried somewhere near Fort Supply Lake. For whatever reason. I don't know if it's because of the amount of time that Justin thought they were in the car or if it was somewhere somewhat familiar to him or what. But for the longest time, the belief has been that he is buried somewhere near Fort Supply Lake in that space between, you know, Woodward and Fort Supply. Yeah. Um, so... During all this time, you know, they're taking that information. They start looking for fresh graves and all that stuff in that area. And in just, I remember people looking, like farmers would go out and they they would be like, keep your eyes open for mm-hmm. disturbed ground and right remains. But also too, okay, burying, digging a hole yeah. and just recovering said hole takes hours yeah it's a whole thing it's not just like oh a few minutes no it's forever and okay yeah so that's why they don't know and obviously they have a four-year-old recounting this information right right. and i honestly if she did actually try to dig a hole it wasn't that deep no not in the summer in northwest oklahoma no because it that ground is hard as a rock god yeah so that's why they think like if it was anything, it's like a very shallow grave mm-hmm. or she just left him out somewhere. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
So during this time, you know, they're they're looking into um, Catherine's past. They're looking into the why of mm-hmm. it all. Like, what was going on in this family? Because there's really no DHS um, intervention. There's no law enforcement intervention. Nothing like that where it's an obvious um, abuse over time situation, right? Right. So they interviewed DHS and found out that two days prior to Logan last being seen on June 23rd, so it would have been around June 21st, Catherine went to the DHS offices in Woodward and asked to terminate her rights to both of her sons. Really? Mm-hmm. And what did they say? Does yeah. It have, do you, were you able to... So essentially, the DHS uh, caseworker was like, well, we're not in the business of terminating family relationships. And that's what they'll still tell you today is DHS is not in the in the business of breaking up homes. They are there to reunify. Okay. Uh-huh. Which works so, so great. So great, obviously. Um, so she is asking to terminate her rights to these children. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And she gave a few reasons when the caseworker asked her, like, what, why? Right? Simple mm-hmm. question. Why? She gave a multitude of reasons. So she said the most significant one is that she was worried that her boyfriend um, at the time didn't want to deal with kids. And she also gave the excuse that she was worried that Logan was a pyromaniac and had already burned down a trailer house that she was living in with a former husband. This fire by Logan essentially ended the relationship with that husband, and she was severely burdened by Logan and afraid of him. Um, okay. Okay. <laughs> so, just for some perspective about this, because uh-huh. um, right now you're imagining like a six-year-old playing with matches or a lighter or whatever, and a trailer house goes up in flames, essentially, right? Well, that and also she's using him as a scapegoat, and she's yeah. actually the one that burned down the trailer house because the guy wanted to leave her because she's fucking nuts. But go ahead. Bango. Okay. Bingo, bango, my mm-hmm. friend. Yep. Um. So, the fire that she reports was done by Logan. Uh-huh. He would have been four or five at the time. No. Yeah. Go fuck yourself with that nonsense. Uh-huh. And it also came out later that she financially benefited from that house fire. Okay. That's what I thought. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, you're right on course. Right on course. Um. So, yeah. This lady at DHS was like, because Catherine was asking to terminate her rights to both kids she was also asking for Logan to go into a psychiatric hospital in Enid and to have a DHS referral for it. Okay. Okay. Because um, she was telling them that he was like a murderer and all this stuff. And I'm like, or you are either way. Did. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Keep going. So the DHS lady was like, we're not here to term, you know, to terminate rights. Mm-hmm. I don't have a placement for your kids right now. And I don't have a placement at this hospital for him. It may be like a week. Okay. 
they were literally, like, trying to work on something, and she stormed out. Like, trying to work it out with her. Right. Because I guess she was just under the impression that she could just, like, say, I want to terminate my rights, and it just happens right then. And it doesn't. That's a whole court process. It's a whole judicial process. It's a whole thing. Right. Okay. Um, anyway. So, um, <laughs> that's the DHS aspect. Okay. Um, so they also did interviews with Catherine's current roommate that they lived with in that house. Um, Former boyfriends, former husbands, her current boyfriend, that was the guy that was a guard at Fort Supply. Um, And while they're in the process of doing all this, she just dips out and skips town and moves to eastern Oklahoma. (laughs) Wait, what? Yes, your face is the correct face. Okay. She just dipped out. So one of her kids is in local DHS custody. Uh-huh. The kid that arguably she liked. Right. Somewhat. The other kid is quote unquote missing. Uh-huh. And she dips. Just rolled out. Okay. Okay. So just before <laughs> that, like a few days after the disappearance was reported, she talked some guy at a convenience store. Into making a call to leave on her um, answering machine. Uh huh. That was like, hey, it's your brother. Logan's fine. What? Bye. Yeah. And on this podcast that the Oklahoman did, they still have a recording of that. What? Because it was introduced at trial. Yeah. So she she shows, you know, she gives this recording over to investigators and is like see he's with my brother it's fine and the brother's like yeah the brother's like fuck all this nonsense like (laughs) this bitch be crazy yeah for sure so yeah so anyway she dips out to eastern oklahoma um and all of the interviews sort of have the same overarching theme when they're interviewing her current roommate her Former boyfriends, former husbands, all that. Kind of have a a similar overarching theme that she felt Logan was a burden. That Logan was ruining her relationships with men. That Logan was a problem that she needed to get rid of. Oh. Okay. Multiple people said this. So she told one former boyfriend and this guy, they lived together. She had the two sons and he had a young daughter and they all lived together. Okay. She told this one boyfriend at one point, she was just so frustrated with him. She would just prefer to get rid of him. The boyfriend, by his account, was so startled and afraid that he that night went and slept on the floor of his daughter's bedroom and then they moved out the next day and i was like but you never fucking called anyone no like you didn't why do did- shit none of these people did a goddamn thing 
This poor kid had no chance. No fucking chance. Nobody came to his aid. No, no one. None of them. Wanted to come to help this poor and the, child. the grandparents that cared about him uh-huh, in sure. Florida. Sure. He asked months before this to come live with them. Are you kidding me? No. And they were this like, is, mm, yeah. This is sick. This, this poor, yeah, this poor yeah. child had no chance. Yeah, no fucking chance. God. So, Ooh. yeah. So, um, none of these people ever reported anything to DHS or the cops or any, literally anyone. They just moved on with their lives. You know what I think that is? I think it was such commonplace, and it probably still is today, I don't know, to complain about your children like that. Maybe in the circle she ran in, all of these people obviously not being the most maybe well-educated people, they all probably talked about their kids the same way. And none of them even thought about, you know what, one of us might actually mean it instead of just complaining about our fucking kids. I just, like, I can get behind a commiseration session where you're like, dude, my kid is like on a hundred every day and I'm on the struggle bus right now. Right. I can't fathom ever being in a commiseration session where you're like, you know what? I'd rather just live my life and I hope I can get rid of this kid. I would but hope someone would call me on my bullshit at we, some point. We have never been, we've never run around people like that. You no, know there are people true. out there. And it seems like the majority of these people, to be clear, the majority of these people were not having any of her bullshit. And as soon as she started down that path, they would just like ghost her ass like a bad Tinder date. But they also never did anything the, about it. This is what I'm saying. Did they think she was lying because it was commonplace for all of them to do it? I don't know if they thought she was lying or if she just they just thought like she was being oh over, she's crazy and dramatic, dramatic. and we're done with this. Okay, bullshit. I'm a very over overly dramatic person. Okay, we know this. I love drama. I love to whatever. At no point in my life will I ever think about or want to be rid of my children yeah this and this she is, just wanted to party and I, be young saying, like, and free where were these people for him yeah they were not there they would rather walk away from a situation where a child's life yes. is at stake yes there I, was one story there was one story of an ex-boyfriend that she was living with he Already was like, team, fuck this, I'm out of here, and applied for like a um, a job transfer to another state. And not to just like another state, but like from Woodward to like North Carolina. Like, I mean, it wasn't just like, I'm moving to Kansas next month. It was like, I'm going across the country to get away from this crazy bitch. And he comes home one day from work because they're living together. Mm-hmm. And she starts showing him all these bruises on Logan and is, like, insinuating that she's about to turn him into the cops for abusing her kid. What? And he's like, uh, no. Fuck this. No, no. And literally packs his shit and moves across the country before his work transfer even was approved. 
I'm still just going back to this whole, why then? He yeah. saw the bruises on the child. Why didn't she it just as call? Abuse. If, yes. Because he was afraid she was going to blame him? I mean, Something. If, I mean, I could see it. I mean, I get it, dude. I get that would have been scary to be accused of something like that. But at that point, would other people have come forward saying, yes, this woman, there's no way this man did it. He would have character references, right? Like, there's no way he could have done it. People would then come forward saying there's a way she could have. Right. Oh, this is just, this is so infuriating to me right now because no one. No, not one person. No one was there for this kid. No. Not one human being was there for this kid. Even his grandparents, who finally reported him missing, but didn't want to deal with him. Yeah. So no one stepped in. Okay. No one stepped in. I'm disgusted with all of these people, especially the ones that were prison guards. Yeah. Okay. And I get that it's just a career choice, but like. And then when you're living in rural Oklahoma, that's one of your only career choices. So Yeah, no. They, I mean, I'm just like, I expect better, I guess. But here we are. Here we are. So, um, like I said before, in the summer of 2002, everybody was looking for, like, fresh dirt. Everybody was looking for remains. When farmers would go out to their fields, they would... Everybody would be looking. Okay. Um, there was even, at some point, a very intensive search of the Woodward landfill, the landfill that serviced Woodward, yeah. for like months. Oh, really? Investigators were out digging through trash mm. to try to find anything, and they didn't find anything at all. So, um... Remains have never been found of him. Yeah. Okay. So years were kind of dragging on. Um, Catherine remarried again. Okay. Yeah, of course she did. And was living in eastern Oklahoma, like in northeast Oklahoma, I think, up by Bartlesville. And uh, Justin is living with his dad and his stepmom. So finally... In 2006, I think in, like, 2005, Woodward County had sent, like, a deputy to a FBI workshop or a Department of Justice workshop or something like that, where they were talking about prosecuting no-body cases. Okay. Okay? And in 2006, they decided to go ahead and pull the trigger and charge her with murder even though they had no body. Uh-huh. And they had very, very little forensic evidence. Very little. Okay. Okay. So she was tried in, in 2007. And like I said, there wasn't very much forensic evidence in the home at the time that they shared with the roommate. Um, so they weren't thinking that Logan was like stabbed or shot or you know, in a messy way. So the state prosecuted on the theory that he was either suffocated or strangled by his mother Mm -hmm. in the early morning hours of June 23rd of 2002. So the reason why they picked this date 
is because during this night, Catherine's roommate had given a statement and then she later testified that she woke up in the middle of the night and heard Logan screaming and crying, but she shrugged it off and went back to sleep. Oh my God. Um, I just can't. Okay. Yeah. When she woke up to get ready for work at the prison, she asked Catherine about Logan and Catherine just said, he's fine. He's in the basement. So for reference, this basement is completely unfinished and used for storage. There's no fucking reason that a six-year-old should be down in a basement. Hey, roommate. Obviously, it sounds like you don't have children. Yeah. So you don't have any motherly instincts? Fuck that bullshit. A child is in the basement that's unfinished. Yeah. Like, go down there. Get your shit together. Maybe go talk to somebody you work with and see if that sounds right to you. Yeah. Because I guarantee to you, if you would have talked to some people there, they would have been like, no. Yeah, there's a problem. There's a fucking problem. I mean, I knew one person that was working at that prison at the time that would have said, that is not correct. Yeah. Yeah. You shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. So, (laughs) yeah. So, when the roommate returned from work and saw Catherine, Logan was not with her, and Catherine stated that Logan had been taken by DHS. Okay. So, I guess the roommate was just like, oh, that sounds right. Okay. Let's roll with that. Okay. So the trial went on like this with basically everybody saying that Catherine was a completely bullshit dumpster fire mom. Mm-hmm. Um, who was probably abusing Logan, but no one ever did anything about it. And so it was like witness after witness after witness of ex-boyfriends and friends and acquaintances and everybody. Um we're just like giving anecdotal evidence about her uh, shitty mom skills mm-hmm. and the fact that uh, even though they were, you know, recognizing that she was a shit mom, they also did nothing about the problem. Eggs. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. Exactly. Yep. So, <sighs> yeah. This is a lot right now. It's I didn't know a whole this lot. part. I didn't know that there was like, multiple people that did nothing i'm very obsessed with this right now multitude a multitude seriously obsessed and if you think about it so if you think about how many people like you have a um let's say a work relationship with yeah that you might just talk to offhandedly about your kids like Mm -hmm. oh my kid did this this week or taking the act or whatever you know right this is how this woman talked about these kids with people she didn't know that fucking well. Okay? Okay. This is just like you and I having a conversation with a coworker that we don't really know that well and just like bullshitting about the kids, you know, oh, these damn kids, yeah. their summer vacation or whatever. Right. This bitch was like, I wish I didn't have any kids and I could just go out and live my best life. Okay? So then magnetize like magnify that by like 150% when she's talking to people she actually fucking knows oh and God. she feels comfortable with yep. like these boyfriends and husbands and mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So those were the people that were coming in and giving testimony. Jesus. Okay. Yeah. So, um, I mean, 
the state tried, okay? Right. They put together a good no-body case, and even prior to trial, they offered her several plea deals, one of which was to drop all fucking charges if she would just tell them where his body was. They were literally like, we're going to drop your murder charge if you'll tell us, if you lead us to his remains. Tell us where his body is, and you're home free. Yeah. She refused. It took the jury two hours to convict her of murder. Nice. And they sentenced her to life without parole. Of course they did. So, she's currently serving her sentence at the Mabel Bassett Correctional Facility out here in McLeod. Okay. (sighs) Yep. And according to her interview with the Oklahoman on their podcast, quote, it's not as bad as people think it would be, unquote. So. Yeah, because she doesn't have any kids that she has to take care of. That was her <laughs> Exactly. Big... She doesn't have the burden of being a fucking mom. She gets to go exercise all day because she talked about how she gets to exercise in the yard. And she likes to run and stuff like this. And she likes to knit. And she has a small prison pod job of, like, cleaning or some nonsense. Um, but yeah, she doesn't have, yeah, she doesn't have to be a mom, the burden or responsibility of being a mom. Um, her son, Justin, hasn't spoken to her in years. You go. Yeah. God bless. Thank goodness. Um, and Logan's body has never been found. And she's still like, did they ask her? Did the Oklahoma, the people interviewing her, like, will you ever tell us? Well, one, if you actually did it and two, if. So I'm not going to rehash the whole podcast, but it is fucking good. And the guy um, doing the interviews wrote to her in prison. And then he received a letter from the guy that's still married to her, who's obviously as fucking delusional as she is. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and is like, hey, uh, Katie doesn't really like talking to the press because she's been... Um, essentially backstabbed by them before. And so this guy from the Oklahoman is just like, well, I really just want her side of the story. That's all I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. So he, he finally gets a phone call from her. And over the course of several phone calls, she's like, well, you know, I, it was all about how she is a victim. Oh, yeah, because that's how narcissists work. Yeah. She is the victim here. Of course she is. Someone is framing her. Of course. And she is so sad that Justin won't talk to her. All I want to do is talk to my baby. He is the only one that she feels any sort of anything for. Because it was just like, this whole Logan thing has... Like, she's the victim right. of this of whole thing. Uh-huh. She's only really sad that Justin's not speaking to her. Did she do the whole, I don't understand why he won't talk to me? Yeah. Oh, of course. Of course she did. And I'm here when you're ready. Oh, my God. No, bitch. Let it go. Like, yeah. Um. So it's just a whole thing. And by the end of it, she's like, well, do you believe me? <gasps> and he's like, no, I'm. I believe the state. <laughs> like, Good for him. I'm 
No. He's like, eh, I'm pretty, uh, uh, I, I feel like the state has proven its case. Um, you know, and he never directly asks her where his body is or anything like that. She's not going to give it up. Right. She never will. Maybe on her deathbed. Maybe it'll be like a deathbed confession type of situation. I don't know, because I think that's one one thing that she can still control. Oh, you know that's what I true. mean? Yeah. And if she doesn't ever give that information up, she always has that's plausible good. deniability. Yep. In some sort of way. But <sighs> it's just... So much Casey Anthony vibes. So much. And it's just equally as sad. Yes. Um, yes. That this. It's just sad. Yeah. I'm just, I'm not going to sound like a broken record, but. I'm glad she, I'm glad they were able to find her guilty. I'm glad they were able to. How, what was her sentence again? I'm sorry. Life without. Yeah. Heck yeah. Um, yeah. But the saddest thing about this is that literally so monty clem mm-hmm. the sheriff's deputy the investigator um he might have been an investigator with the da's office i might be completely mixing that up anyway um he was the lead investigator regardless he went to her house in like bartlesville or where the fuck ever in northeast oklahoma mm-hmm. to arrest her in 2006 and Drove her all the way back to Woodward County to check her into the jail and all that. And not very long afterwards, he passed. He had, like, a massive heart massive attack and heart a massive heart. stroke. Yeah. Um, But they kind of talked about how, like, he finally got her. Oh, that's Because nice. he was, like, focused on it for five straight years, right. basically. Yeah. Um, of trying to find this kid and he was like down in the when they were um when they were digging through trash at the landfill and stuff he was suited up with them mm. for months looking for remains that never he never found so i'm really impressed really impressed with the D- da's office and woodward, woodward county, county and all that i mean florida didn't get it done with casey anthony but we got it done and Woodward County. Little sweet little Woodward <laughs> County Sheriff's Department. Yeah. Shout out to those guys because we know some of the guys on that. Yeah. Um, on that crew out there. So on a nobody case. Yeah. Too, which is hard. Yes, because those are usually yeah. not winnable. Yeah. Like you as it's really, really, yeah. really, really difficult to prove. And they did it and um got that piece of garbage in prison. Well so I guess that's what you get for <sighs> talking shit on your babies yeah dumb yeah. cow Good god time. yes i just i'm like <sighs> nope i just no that was a good one shan yeah. I, I like that a lot i'm the, i know lo- it's sad oh because we hate we hate a child murder yeah but i also think it's so interesting especially when it's i a think parent. Right. Yeah. And I'm going to make myself sound like a broken record because this is just throwing me for a loop. But I think as adults, as anyone with a conscience, mm-hmm. anytime a parent says anything remotely um, suspicious or um, what's like, you know, throws up any type of red flag about their children, like 
ask well, them, this person, ask them if they need help. Like, do you want me yeah. to take your kids for a couple of days? So you can rest. Like, do you, what do we need to do to help you? Or, hey, I'm not liking your tone. Like, I'm going to call the authorities. That, I mean, and this poor child had no chance. To every person, it was so blatantly obvious to them that, that she treated Logan like garbage and yeah. treated Justin better. Was it because Justin's dad was in the picture somewhat? I have no idea. That's because only... she will not admit that, that she treated them any differently. I mean, obviously. At she... all. <laughs> but I really, if you think about it, Logan's dad was not in the picture. It was no. 100% her. Yeah. Justin's dad, somewhat there. Yeah. She couldn't because she had that other person. Right. She had someone that would actually come look for him. Yes. But also they said she never had an issue with Justin. Like, she never, ever, ever raised a hand to Justin. She never did anything. But Justin's dad didn't leave right away. Logan's dad did. Yeah, he, he was not, out. He was not there. Yeah. And she probably blamed that poor baby as abusive. Ruining her relationship. People, narcissists yeah. do. They're going to blame that child for that man leaving and that sh- they cannot see past that and it just spirals into this abusive and then murderous situation yeah it's god bananas. it's so sad yeah. it's just there's so many times this poor not saying well so many times this child could have been taken out of that situation so many times yeah and they and just, nobody did anything nope they didn't do anything about it Oh, I almost said something really mean. We're gonna, we're just gonna end that there. Oh my god, shy. We're not that. Anyway, okay, that was a good one, Shan. Thank you. I like that. Thanks, Shay. Thanks, Shan. If you've enjoyed this episode, or you're just really optimistic that we'll only get better from here, like, subscribe, follow. You're doing fine, Oklahoma, on your favorite podcast app. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at You're Doing Fine OK Pod. That's you are underscore doing underscore fine underscore OK underscore pod.